One time Jesus was talking to his, uh, to, to some people. And while he was preaching, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. And they said, well, Jesus, your, your, your mom and your brothers are here. And he said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He thought he was reading that one book, you know, where is my mother? Just kidding. And then he pointed to the peep towards his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. His disciples were his mother? There, were, there also con- weren't any girls. Was he confused? <laughs> yeah, there also weren't Actually, any girls. it depends on what he means there. So that math, some, Jesus uses, it prob- there probably were girls included in that. So when he talked about the apostles, there were, there were no girls among the apostles. The, some of the disciples he called as apostles, and then he later sent them out to preach. But some of his disciples were just people, anyone who followed him and believed in him. Sometimes the word disciple is used that way. We're all disciples of Jesus. A disciple of Jesus is anyone who follows him and believes in him. And so there was a group of people that followed Jesus beyond the 12 apostles. And women were included in that. But anyway, he said this, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. No, he wasn't just talking about apostles. Because look what he said, whoever does the will of my Father. Whether you're a boy or a girl, he means those who believe in him. That's what the will of the Father is. And then that leads to some parables. We've heard these in church recently, but we're going to tell, we're going to tell them here too. The first parable Jesus tells is the parable of the sower and the seed. Do you remember this from church? Yeah. He tells this story. There's a man who goes out to sow seed. Like we, that's planting seed like we did in our garden, right? Only he has a big field. So he doesn't go. Remember when we planted, we like... First, we planted them in the little things inside. We had them grow a little bit. And then we went out and we carefully planted them in the ground. And we covered them with soil and we watered them, each one on its own. And we put the sticks in. Yeah, the sower doesn't do that. He doesn't have time to do that. He's got a big field and he's going to throw the seed. He's going to walk up and down and just chuck handfuls of seed out into the field. And not all of it will sprout and grow, but a lot of it will. Now, while he's throwing the seed out, some of it falls on the path. The path is hard because people walk on it. And because it's hard, the seed doesn't sink down into the earth. And then the birds come and eat the seed. And so it never grows at all. Then some of it falls among stony ground. So there's only a little bit of soil and then it's rocks underneath. And what that means is that like in the spring... When it's raining a lot, there's still enough water there, but there's not depth of soil. So this is what the plant does. Normally, this is how God made plants. Normally, when they first start growing, the first thing they do is grow their roots down. Then they start growing up. So for a while, you don't see them popping up above the surface very much, but that's because they're growing down first. But because these plants in rocky soil don't have any space to grow down, they pop up. And you might look at that plant and think, oh, that's really impressive. That's a good plant. But it's in danger. It's doomed. Because it hasn't grown its roots down. And then when the dry days of summer come and there's not any rain in the shallow soil anymore, it can't get water down deep. And so it shrivels up and dies. The third kind is thrown among thorns. And that seed grows up, but the thorns grow up too. There's a reason that we try to weed our garden to pull out the thorns and the, and the weeds. 
because they steal the water and the sun that the good plants need, and then the good plants don't get as much, and so they don't grow as big, and they don't bear as much fruit. The fourth kind fell on good ground, where it sprang up and grew and produced abundant grain. Now, the disciples were like, Jesus, what does this mean? And he said that he would give them the interpretation. He told them that he would speak in parables so that through parables he could teach his word to those who had faith, but that those who didn't have faith wouldn't understand it. And his point in emphasizing this was saying that it has to be given to us to understand, that it's God's work in the Holy Spirit. You can't figure out the meaning of Jesus' parables just by like being really smart. You, you could, only God can show us what it means. And so then Jesus explained it to them. He said the sower is him. He preaches his word. Some people hear that word and they ignore it. Sometimes that's us. Sometimes Jesus' word is being preached, whether at home or at church, and maybe we're tired or maybe we're cranky or maybe we're mad about something or maybe, or maybe we don't like, or maybe we don't like, maybe we don't like what the pastor is saying and so we ignore it. We harden our hearts. We say, I don't like that. And then it doesn't grow. Other, other seed, he said, that, that, like the one that fell with rocky soil, that's like when we hear the word and we immediately spring up, and, but we're not digging our deep roots deep down into Jesus' word. It's a little bit, there's a lot of applications of that, but one of them could be if we're focused on just like good times instead of on rooting ourselves in Jesus' word. So that when hard times come, when persecution comes on account of the word, then it's like the plant that dries up. Then, then he says that the that the ones that grew, were among the thorns, that's like when we hear the word and we believe it, but it gets crowded out in our lives because we get distracted by riches, meaning like things or experiences or whatever it is we want or whatever par parts of life or the world we, uh, we enjoy or think are so good and we get distracted by those things and stop hearing the word and stop going to church as often. Or, he says, the cares of life. If we're thinking, well, we got all this stuff going on and we got really lots of things that we're anxious about or worried about, and we allow that, that, that can happen to anybody. Everybody's going to have things like that. But if we allow that to keep us from hearing the word, and maybe we say, well, I'll, I'm really too worried about this. I'll go hear the word later. But the word is what we need to hear. <coughs> then the good ground, that's when Jesus, Jesus by his word removes those things. Like when he clears away the thorns and the cares and brings us to hear his word. When he brings us to put our roots down into his word and promises and forgiveness of sins so that we are prepared when difficult times and the persecutions come. It's when he breaks up the hardness of our hearts so that instead of ignoring his word, we listen to it and believe it and trust in it. And that causes us to bring forth fruits of faith and to sprout and grow. Growing. All right, the next parable, after the parable of the sowing seed, is the parable of the weeds. You might remember this one from the other week in church, too. There was a man, he was a farmer, and he planted good seed in his field to grow grain, to make bread, to eat. But then in the night, an enemy came and sowed tares in the field. Tares look like wheat for a little while, but then when the wheat starts making grain and the tares don't start making grain, then you can see the difference. So when that happened, the servants were like, dude, what in the world? Where did this tares come from? We planted good seed here. And the master said, an enemy has done this. And maybe he did it really dramatically like this. An enemy has done this. 
So then the worker said, well, do you want us to go and root up all the tares? That's like when we go to the garden to pull the weeds out so that the good plants grow better, because that's what you would do. The master said, no. Lest, when you pull up the tares, you also pull up the wheat. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, then you'll separate them. You'll b- gather the wheat into my barns, and you'll bundle the tares and <coughs> bundles to be burned. And Jesus told the disciples when they asked him what this parable meant too. He said that, that, the, that the seed is the word of the kingdom, and the sons of the kingdom who are brought to faith. In other words, they're the people who are brought to faith through hearing the word. And that the tares of the sons of the evil one, the enemy who sowed them is the devil, the field is the world, and the, the uh, harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are the angels. And he said at the end of the world, the tares are going to be gathered out, and the angels are going to gather out of God's kingdom all the causes of sin and all lawbreakers and cast them out. Destroy them. Like bundling them in fire, throwing them in the fire to be burned. But then he said, but the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. And he's teaching us here to have patience and hope and trust, waiting for when he will come again to bring us to eternal life. And because of that, to live in the world right now, even though we're surrounded by bad things, to live in the world right now and trust that God has a plan so we don't have to get angry and take vengeance and we don't have to think that in order to in order for for Christ's church and his kingdom to continue that we have to like fight against everything that is bad or unjust because when we try to do that it won't work but instead if we are trusting in the gospel and sharing the gospel that will work because all of the evil that the devil sows it can't destroy the kingdom it can't destroy the gospel